of you know that joy is actually a fruit of the Spirit? (laughs) It is a fruit of the Spirit. So, you know, I just, I am happy. I mean, I just feel like there's so much to be happy about, right? So, um, so, uh, first of all, I just want to say it's good to be with you guys today. And I really sense in my spirit, um, I saw it during the first service, and I, and I know the Lord um, has something really special for us today. I feel that um, there's going to be an opportunity for us to go deep in our hearts and deep in our roots, and that the Lord's going to pull out the root systems, the systems that, you know, things maybe that have been given to us or, or just things in our life that aren't working. And he wants to pull those things out today. Amen. Are you guys with me today? Oh, let me know you're with me, okay? Because I am a, I am, I am a connector, and so I want to know that you're with me today. And so we go on this journey. So the other day, I was sitting in my um, office at my house, and I was like, Lord, you know, like, you know, I, don't you love the fact that we can connect with Jesus anytime? Right? Anytime. We can stop and we can say, Jesus, where are you? What are you doing? And so I'm sitting there at my table and I said, Jesus, where are you? Like, what's on your heart? And I see him come down the stairs in my mind's eye. He comes over and he's so sweet. And he puts a little stethoscope on me. And he's like, you know, just kind of checking in, checking in. How's your heart, Rochelle? You know, and then I see him go outside. And the thing was, it was raining really, really hard. So he goes outside, and I go out under the, um, he's under the trees, and it's raining. He's like, Rochelle, come out here. And I go outside, and I sit down on the root um, under the trees, and I'm just letting the rain come on me. I'm like, Lord, if, you know, if you want me to come outside and stand in the rain, I'm going to do it. But you know me, right? I'm singing in the rain. I'm just, you know, I'm thinking, oh, this is great. So, but he said, no. He said, Rochelle, he says, I'm sitting down, and he was like, I want to talk to um, my people about their roots. It's like, I want to talk to them about their roots. And I can see these beautiful, um, beautiful trees that are green. And so he's like, I want, to, I want to talk to them about their roots. And so I was like, okay, Lord, you know, we want to talk about our roots. And he was like, we're going to go deep today. And so how many of you want to go deep today? I do, right? I want to go deep. I want to go deep, right? And here's the thing. God, he he wants to go deep in our lives. He wants to go and he wants to keep us rooted, as it says behind me, and rooted in his heart. And so, you know, um, one of the things that I realized from being with Shannon, because he's a gardener, and if you need some kale, come see me, because we have kale coming, and we have so much kale. And so, but he's a gardener, and he loves to garden, and he's always telling me about the roots, and the carrots, and the this and the that. And so, you know, I, he, he talks about trees a lot because he likes to plant trees. And so um, I'm like, well, the Lord's highlighting trees to me. Did you know that there are 55 scriptures in the Bible that highlight trees? And so I'm like, okay, Lord, what is it that you want to say about trees? And so I didn't, I didn't pull all of the scriptures about trees, but I did pull some. But before I get into that, I wanted to just kind of um, Holy Spirit, I feel like there's, a, there's an, an anointing right now to see this by the Spirit today. How many of you want to see by the Spirit what God is saying, right? So what we see in the natural happens in the Spirit realm. It's like the Lord is so good to us that he puts everything right in front of us to speak to us right? And he uses trees. He uses, when you see like, um, maybe I see sometimes on TikTok, I love TikTok, but I see sometimes on TikTok and like, there's like an elephant that has a baby or whatever. It's like everything shows like God's heart and the way that he, the way that he does. And so the natural 
actually represents the heart of God, right? And so he's highlighting trees, trees, trees. And I'm like, all right, Lord, you know, what do you want to say to me about trees? And so he's like, Rochelle, if the root, the root is where you get your nutrition on a plant, right? And if the root is not stable, then the whole tree will be affected, okay? So I'm going to read a couple of scriptures, and you're welcome to go to your Bible. Um, There are several references. Um, We're going to be jumping around a little bit, so if you would like to just write them down, that's fine, or come with me. So Genesis 2.9 is our first scripture, and I'm going to be reading out of the NIV today. So the Lord made all kinds of trees to grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life, say tree of life, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, now we're going to go to Matthew seven seventeen. So likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, say fruit, I just want to make sure you're with me here, you will recognize them. Somebody gave me an analogy after the first service, and they said, Rochelle, it's like when you go, I'm from Maine originally, and Shannon and I like to go visit my family, and we go to these apple orchards in the fall. It's my favorite time to go. And when you go in an apple orchard, it's like you pick your own apples, right? But there's so many that have just fallen on the ground. It's like these poor little bruised apples down here on the ground. And then there's some that look so pretty that I want to, you know, I want to grab those. And the truth is, is that it just, it's such a representation of who we are as people. It's like, we're all like so adored by our heavenly dad, but I believe with all my heart that there are things that's fruit in our lives that we have, and it doesn't just affect us in our root system, but other people are picking from our tree. So it's not just about me. I don't want to really reiterate that. It's not just, it's not, it's not, this isn't just about me, but this is also about the rest of the people in my family. I, I think about that sometimes. When And we're going to get into that, but I, I think of this often, and I don't have any grandchildren yet, but I get valor. I'm, like, excited for that day. But I do think sometimes when I make a decision, how will this affect my grandchildren? Because I know my choices are going to affect my kids, and then it will go down the line, right? And so Psalm 1-3 says, Psalm 1 verse 3, I know we're jumping around here, the ways of the righteous and the wicked the ways of the righteous and the wicked, but he delights in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted, say firmly planted, by streams of water which yields fruit in the season, and its leaf does not wither, and whatever he does prospers. So what I love about this is that this word is saying, look, if you live in my way, if you live in my way of the kingdom, if you live in my laws, right, we're not under the law, but there are, like, like Duncan was teaching us last week, that there are ways of the kingdom, right? It's the way that the kingdom works. Um, he's saying, look, you know, when you do that, when you meditate on it, when you get it deep inside of you, you're going to be like a, tr- a tree firmly planted. It's going to yield fruit in its season. But what happens is if, 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 if I'm not firmly planted in him, 
then when my season comes, like in the orchard, and it's time for that app, those apples to come out in their season, right? Then what happens is it doesn't, it's not so good. And so that, that particular tree actually missed its part of blooming and growing, right? And releasing what it had because it wasn't firmly planted in who God said that they were, right? And so I wanted to share some facts about trees that I think are amazing, Okay, this is stuff that I'm like, what is going on? This is that natural versus supernatural. So we talked about how the root, it holds the nutrition of the plant, right? The root holds the nutrition. But did you know that a tree will go up to two miles under the ground to get water? You guys, two miles. And so if a tree will go up to two miles to get water, what are we to do? To get living water, right? Well, we don't have to go two miles because Jesus is right here. We get to the, but I think sometimes we, um, I, like, but what this is saying, like, we're going to be by a tree firmly planted with the stream. It's right there for us, right? So, so what he's saying is, he's like, look, this is what you're going to be. You're going to be a tree firmly planted. But one of the things that I, another th- fact about trees that I think is really interesting is that if you plant, now Shannon taught me this, if you plant a tree, and you put it in the ground, and it rains, 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 rains. Then um, if a drought comes, that tree will not stand. So because it has no root system. It's living on the surface. And so that tells me we cannot live on the surface and have a victorious life. We cannot live on one encounter Like, here's this tree getting rained on, rained on, rained on, rained on. Beautiful, right? We love it. We love the encounters with the Holy Spirit. Am I right? Are you guys with me? We love it. But I think that, like what the Lord has been showing me through the trees, that we can have this great encounter on Sunday, which is great, but we may not be having a lot of victory during the week because we're just living on one encounter. But the Lord's like, no, there's more. We can't live on the surface in this day and time, everybody, and live victoriously, right? I don't know about you, but there's a lot of confusing things going on right now. Have you guys noticed all of the things going on around you? I mean, you, you have to see it, right? It's like right is wrong, wrong is right, right? But the Lord is saying, look, I have something for you, and I want you to be rooted in my spirit and my truth. So I want you to go to um, John 4, verse 4 through 44 with me. We're going to read this. This is a lot of scripture, but it's so unbelievably good. Don't you love the word of God? Yes, so good. So this is Jesus, and he's talking with the Samaritan woman. And he says, uh, this is verse 4. Now he had to go through Samaria. So we came to a town in Samaria called Sychar. Near the plot of the ground, Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus was tired from the journey and sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it was that was asking you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? 
Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself and, and did also his sons and his livestock? And Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks this water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will, be, will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming down here to draw water. He told her, go and call your husband and come back. Love this. This is where I love that the truth is coming, right? I have no husband, she replied. And Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is true. I'm going to pause right there. Here she is at the well, which represents living water. He's talking to her. She's going deep into the well, and he's talking to her about this, and she's not really understanding exactly what he's saying, but then he gets to the heart of the matter very quickly, doesn't he? He's telling her. He's, getting straight, he's going straight for the juggler, isn't he? He's like, look, I love this girl. I only have a certain amount of time. I'm getting ready to go right in, and I'm going to get ready to tell her what I know because she needs the truth right now, right? So he tells her, <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine being her. I'm like, oh, my goodness. She's like, wow, you know. Um, Sorry, the women said, I can see that you're a prophet. How many of you know we can all flow in the prophetic, the gift of the prophetic, right? We can all hear God's voice and release it. This is what we need to be doing out there when we're out there doing our thing. Well, maybe not as harsh, but maybe so. We'll see. Okay. We'll get into that another time. So our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied. Can you imagine him just calling you woman? Woman. Jesus replied. Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship from what you do not from um, from what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers that the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship the Father in spirit and the truth. And women said, I know that Messiah. And so, um, I, and what I, what I love about this is that what he's saying is true worshipers will worship him in spirit and truth. And, and I'd like to suggest that we, we, God has called us not just to the encounter, which I shouldn't say just, Love it. It's amazing, right? But he's also called us to know the truth, right? And if we don't know the truth, and we're just kind of titter-tottering on what we think is in our instinct, oh, that seems right, or that seems right, chances are that we're not going to live a victorious life. And I have to wonder with her, the woman at the well, I have to wonder what was it like for her when she left the well, because she has this encounter, and now she's like, wow, this is a prophet. And, you know, things have shifted for her, but she still has to go home or maybe go back to where this guy is. So it hasn't really dealt with any of the root issues, has it? I mean, she's still going back. Have you ever had an encounter, and it's a great encounter, but then you go back home, and you're still like, I'm still dealing, battling with the same thing at home. I can't be the only one, right? Are you guys with me here? So, so, so what they're saying here is, is that, Look, dig deep. He's saying, look, dig deep. Dig deep in the well and jump into truth. 
So John 8, 32 talks about how you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So what happens is, is that when we dig into the word, right, and we, and we, um, we, we encounter him and we go after him no, no matter what, the Bible says in Jeremiah 17, 8, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree by the water that sends out its fruit by the stream, which and um, they won't fear him when he com- they will not fear when he comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Now, the reason why this is important is because it says we won't fear when there's drought. That means we don't fear when the gas prices are going up. That means we don't fear if our political person didn't get an office that we wanted, right? That's a whole other thing. We're not going to go there today, but that's a whole other thing. We don't fear those things. We don't fear monkeypox. We, we use wisdom, right? We don't, we don't fear COVID. We don't live because what, what he's saying is, is that when you're firmly planted, you're not going to see things the way the world sees them. I don't see it the way the world sees it. You know, it's like, I'm, I, I feel like there's so many things that I see right now, and everybody's like in this tizzy, and I'm like, we're not of this world. We're, we're, here, to, we're here to release the kingdom. Listen, I went to, the, I have to share this. I went to the hygienist to get my teeth cleaned. It's so, it's so good. And I go in, and I'm getting my teeth cleaned, and she's like, wow, I really like your aura. And I'm like, okay. So I'm just letting her clean my teeth, and she's talking to me. The receptionist comes in and goes, your voice, there's something, she was way on the other side. She's like, there's something about your voice. And I'm like, okay, I still did. The doctor comes in and goes, I don't know, have I met you before? And I'm like, yes, it's Jesus. You knew him before the foundations of the earth. (laughs) It's Jesus. But see, she's like, (laughs) I think she might've been um, Hindu or something, but. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he knew you before the foundations of the earth. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He has a plan and purpose for your life. It was kind of like, and the girl got my phone number, and I've invited her to catch the fire. So hopefully when we will see her when she comes. So what I wanted to say to you in a drought, the heat is being turned up right now. So we're living in confusing times, aren't we? And the confusing times, just some of the highlights is um, I saw um, this legislation that was trying to be passed where instead of it said a, a woman births a child, it was a birthing person. They want to change the law to a birthing person. And I'm like, what is going on? I mean, it's so out there. You just can't even, I mean, I can't even believe it. I'm like, where does this even like come from? You know, I mean, I, I, I've seen so many things like that that are going on. You know, I saw a documentary of a woman that is in love with a bridge and literally, I mean, it's not funny, really, because somebody's really broken, you know? I mean, I understand why you're laughing, but it's, but it's, it's, not, it's not funny because, you know, by the grace of God, I, I'm not there, right? But it just totally in love with an inanimate object. And so what I would say is that there's something going on in the root system there. Something has happened. Maybe, maybe this person had a root of, like, not being able to connect with other people, maybe abandoned or something, and so now maybe can't connect with people, right? So there's a root going on, and so we're living in really confusing times. And so I started to get a little confused. I have somebody in my family that I love that's transitioning to, uh, to a man, and it's been very difficult for me, and just trying to love this person where they are, and that's easy to do, but like, just, it's just very confusing. I started questioning myself, trying to give truth, but then like getting so, so combative on the other side. I just, I just started questioning myself and I'm like, Lord, I don't even know how to respond. Does anybody else feel like that? 
And so the Lord told me, he said, Rochelle, go to uh, Romans 12, 20. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will know what is good and acceptable. So now that I'm rooted, and I'm in, now I can see them as they see them, and I'm like, wow, like, I know there's something else going on in here. And so the root systems, what happens is when we have these roots, then we bear that fruit, right? And so I thought today what I would do is, first I want to ask you, what kind of soil is in your heart today? I really, really sense it from the Holy Spirit right now that God wants to do something really, really powerful today. And really, it's the soil of our heart. You know, it talks about in Mark 4 how the soil of our heart, it either takes root or it goes to the side of the worries of the world. But I want to tell you today, by the Holy Spirit right now, that God wants to set you free today. The Holy Spirit, the beautiful Holy Spirit wants to set you free today. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about um, how I can relate to the brokenness of people. And so um, what happens is if we, if we get a message growing up or just in life, then that message takes root, right? And then we produce that in our lives. So growing up, my dad, who, I, who you know, he, he was a drug addict, and so um, he was not able to, out of his own brokenness, able to be a parent to me the way that I wanted him to. And so when I saw him, my mother would make him pick us up on Saturdays for lunch, and it was just an annoyance to him. I mean, I was 100 miles an hour, and all he wanted me to do was be quiet because he was hungover, right? And he couldn't do that. So um, I, I bless my father. I, um, he's, he's no longer with us. He's passed away. But I bless him because I bless him to be all that he could have been, right? And, um, but the message that I got was, you, you don't have a voice or you're too much, right? So I carried that message with me throughout my life. And so going forward, um, I started, um, you know, my dad, you know, he, he wasn't able to be there. And um, my mom, you know, my mother was deaf, so she read lips. And, um, and so she couldn't hear me either, really. I mean, you know, it wasn't by no fault of her own. And then um, my family, so my, on my mother's side, they were all very well educated. And, and the important thing to them was, like, education, golf, your portfolio, tennis, all those things. But the problem was I had a learning disability, and so I, I, I just didn't do well in school at all. I mean, I barely made it through, right? So I had a learning disability, and then I couldn't play sports because I have a lazy eye, and so I would run from the ball. You know, I was one of those. It was like, don't throw it at me, please. The last one to be picked in gym, always. Like, the worst thing in the world. It's like, oh, gosh, you know. Like, I don't want to change my clothes. I'm going to fail gym, and I don't care because I don't want to go out there and make a fool of myself. Well, I didn't fail gym, but I'm, I'm just saying I think that was probably what I was thinking. But the point was is that the things that we we, we experience in our lives, right, create a root system, but God wants to pull those roots out, right, and he wants us to pull the weeds out and the things that don't belong to us, and he wants to replace them as we're to be Jeremiah 17, 8 trees. So, so growing up, because of what I had experienced, what, what was placed in me or not placed in me, my, my view of the world was skewed, right? So, um, so growing up, as I started dating, um, anybody that gave me attention was good attention. 
right? So I meet this guy, and um, I think he's the best thing. He comes to see me. Remember Circuit City? Anybody remember Circuit City? I worked for Circuit City. And I was, the thing is, you know, knowing me, right, I was in the car stereo department, and, like, there was no women that worked there, and I knew it better than the guys, right? So I was, like, getting dates all the time. I, Fort Bragg, I mean, come on, right? So, so anyway, so, so, so anyway, so I say that because um, this guy comes in. Anyway, I meet him. I'm dating him for quite a while, and he would bring me food, and I'd be like, oh, he loves me. He cares for me because he's bringing me Taco Bell, right? You know, my, 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 it's just so silly, right? But that, that's the way I felt, like he's caring for me. I remember he bought me sneakers, and I thought, meanwhile, there were all these other problems, but he brought me sneakers, so he's going to provide for me. My dad didn't pay his child support, right? So all these things, do you see how the pattern works, right? So so I, I found out he was dating somebody else at the same time, and I confronted him, and when he did, he punched me so hard and went flying across the room. Now, I remember that moment. I remember, like, literally seeing stars. I remember sitting on the floor and could not believe that this guy punched me like that. And, but I remember thinking, I don't think I can make it if he leaves. Not because he was taking care of me, but because the thought of him abandoning me was more than I could bear. The thought of him leaving was bringing up all the stuff that I had dig deep in my root system that I didn't even know existed. So, so moving forward, I have this great encounter with the Lord. Um, you know, I get, I, I get wrecked in his love, and I'm immediately, I'm immediately delivered from drug addiction. Right? Hallelujah to the Lamb. Right? Great. Go God. Right? Awesome. But, um, but so, so I'm in the prophetic team. I'm in the worship team. I'm in every team. Right? Because I'm having a ball. I'm telling everybody about Jesus. I mean, everywhere I went, literally. I mean, seriously. Like, you know my personality. So newly saved, I'm like, everybody's going to know. Right? Which was great. And um, someone, and, I'm, and I get filled with the spirit. I'm tongue talking, all those things, you know. And uh, so I'm really, really excited. And um, and I meet this guy, and uh, we start dating. And he's carrying a Bible, and I look at all these these couples that look amazing, right? And I'm like, I want that. I I want to have that kind of life. Like my sister and I both manifested the same things over and over again. I mean, it's like looking at each other. Not all of them, but some. My father was an addict. My uncle was an addict. I have somebody else in my family who's an addict. I was an addict. To see how it goes from generation to generation. And so I'm really excited because I'm like, I meet this person. I'm free, right? I've met Jesus. But I did it again. Here I am. I know the Lord. I'm shouting on Sunday. But I'm having to hide in a hotel Because as soon as I tried to break up with this guy, he wanted to kill me. And I remember being in that place of absolute fear and torment, hiding, I mean, terror. But I remember thinking, what is wrong with me? I know the Lord, I want him more than anything. I'm blindsided by this. I didn't even see it coming. And I'm in the same place I was before I knew Jesus in the relationships that I was in. And I I say this to you because I think sometimes we think we can just, I mean, for me, I had this great encounter and it was awesome. I was even like in his word and all of those things. But the truth was there were things that were really uncomfortable for me. I, I didn't know what I didn't know, first of all. 
right? I mean, I was just repeating it subconsciously what I believed about myself. So the belief was, I'm not worth loving. The belief was, you're not going to stay. The belief was, I have to hang on to you with everything because I'm going to be abandoned again, right? And so I just kept repeating it over and over again. And so my root system was broken. And my kids were picking from my tree. My kids are hiding in a hotel with me. And I am terrified and I'm trying to act cool because my kids are everything. I adore my kids. But I, I think I got to this point of being like, God, I don't know what's wrong. And I, and I believe that there are times in our life where we just have to cry out to God and just be done. There, there's things in our root systems, in our family lines, in the way maybe, maybe it's I'm just running to food because I can't take the pain. Or maybe it's I just can't be comfortable being still. Or maybe it's I react this way every time my husband says something and I don't know why. But I want to tell you today that like it was in the silence of being with Jesus and being real with him. And he would say to me, Rochelle, what's really going on with you? Like I keep picking this over and over. Even after that relationship, I did it again and again. I didn't even, I couldn't even have a, I didn't even have a paradigm. And then, you know, I would make excuses of like, well, I could have sex out of marriage in this relationship. But you know what? It all came back to the same thing. The belief that I had about myself. That's the root. The manifestation of the bad fruit was out of my own brokenness. But God wants to come in. And he's like, no, no, no. And so what happened was I got to this place of like, Lord, Christianity has got to have more than this going on for it. I mean, very real with you right now. Why is it that people that I see have these great marriages, but here I am, and and when this happened with this guy, and I was terrified, because I'd already been through this before with the other one, remember? So I was terrified. I, I mean, one relationship, when I tried to leave, pulled a gun on me. I mean, it's been awful. But here's the thing. I made those choices to be in those relationships. I, I can't just say that, like, oh, yes, yes, there was roots, and, and I, I didn't really know how to get out of it. But there came a time when I had to make a choice. And so I made a decision, you know what, I'm going to do a 360. Hopefully come back in the right way. And so what I had to do was I had to absorb myself with the truth. And I had to go to the Lord. I didn't have to, but I chose. Look, I don't want to do it my way anymore. What I'm doing is not working, right? It's not working. If we have areas of our life that we know are cyclical and we're doing it over and over again and we don't know why, something happens when we go to the Lord and go, Lord, I give up. I surrender this. And what happened with me was I had made a decision then. I am not going to do it my way anymore. I'm not going to do it my way because my way wasn't working. And so it was an uncomfortable yes. And I, what I want to share with you today and what I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to share with you today is that in the quiet place, he wants to know what's really going on with you. What's really, where did this come from? And he wants to take those roots, and he wants to pull them up, and he wants to exchange those for something beautiful. But until we get real with God, 
We're going to just stay hiding, and we're going to stay in there. Listen, he's going he's to let us go as long as we want, not because he wants us to. But it, when I made that decision, no more. You know, I have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this, but I say that because it was not an easy road for me. I'm not a victim. My choices led me to a lot of these things that happened. They shouldn't have happened. But my choices, when I knew, you ever get that feeling of like, this probably isn't a good idea, but I'm going to do it anyway? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. It's like, uh, this probably isn't a good idea. But the, the truth was is that I was so afraid of being abandoned, you guys, that I would have stuck with anybody that would have put his arm out for me. He could have hit me, smacked me, whatever, but then after, usually if somebody hits you, they're very loving after. And I remember thinking, if he hits me, then after, he's going to be really good to me, and I, I really can't wait for that moment. It's true. It's very true. So I would sit there, and I would, um, every time I got in a relationship and that person would leave, they always left, I remember sitting there and begging God to help me not to text and beg them to come back. It was awful. I mean, agonizing pain of abandonment, not really knowing what was going on, but just like, I couldn't take it. It was too much. I'd rather stay in a relationship than deal with the pain. But when I decided to actually sit in the uncomfortableness, cry out to God, he came in. He came in and he delivered me. Because I got in his word, and you know what I said? No matter what it is that you want me to do in this word, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to have sex out of marriage, no matter what happens. I know I'm being real with you, but this, this, I know there's, there's single people in here. I was a single mom with three kids, you know, I'm just saying. But I made a decision, no matter what, Jesus, I'm for you, and I'm going to walk out the call that you have for me, and I am not going to be distracted with any of this, and I'm going to get my healing. And let me tell you what happened. Shannon came. When I decided that I was going to leave a holy life and I had to wait for him, it didn't happen overnight. But when I met Shannon, the first thing I said to him, this is how whole I got from, from being honest with God. First date, I'm like, a man's job is to provide, protect, and lead emotionally, spiritually, and financially. And if you can't do that, I'd never want to go out with you again. <laughs> Mic drop. I did. I was tired of paying the men's bills. I had a great job. I was doing great in corporate America. I was like, I don't have time for this. And then he was so nice. I was like, something's wrong with him. <laughs> Happily married next February for 10 years, which is a miracle, honestly. But here's the thing. If God, if I hadn't let God get to those roots, he wouldn't have brought Shannon to me. Because I would have wounded him. Let's stand. I believe this is a holy moment where we can get real with God. Are you willing to go deep today? Doesn't matter what the person next to you are doing. It doesn't matter. Don't even pay attention. This is between you and the Lord. This isn't a, this isn't a time of like, Oh, I'm confessing my stuff. I mean, you can, but what I'm saying is this is a time that the Lord wants you to go silent with him and deep with him and let him love you in your pain and show you what the root is. And we'll have, you know, come to, if that's you, come to the front. Come on, you guys. I know, I know, that's fine, but I know the Holy Spirit wants to meet you here. 
There's something prophetic about when we step out and we say yes to God, yes, Lord, there's things in my heart generationally, there's wounds, there's pain, there's stuff going on, there's habits, there's ways that I've treated my family, there's, there's generational stuff going on, even if it's not you, maybe it's somebody else that you need to stand in for and pray for today. But I really believe with all my heart that God loves you so much that he wants to have this moment with you. And there's something about when we cry out to the Lord and we are completely honest with him. Not about, I'm not talking about sin stuff. I'm talking about our pain. And so right now we're going to take this time and and we're going to just, we're going to just give it to the Lord right now. We'll have ministry team walking around to pray with you and say, we say, Holy Spirit, come right now. Holy Spirit, Spirit of fire, come right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we lift up our hearts to you right now, and we say, Lord, take it all. Take all of our stuff. Can you start that music, please? Take all of our stuff today, God. It's time to get real, guys. how you feel. Lord, this is where my pain is right here, God. This is where I want to get real with you, God, and have you take my pain today, God. I want to encounter you today. Holy Spirit, I want to encounter you.
us. Thank you, Jesus. He's healing you right now. He's healing you. I just see some people right now. He's just healing you of just despair. Maybe it's disappointment. You're disappointed. You're like, Lord, I don't understand why this happened. And right now, I just really feel like right now he's obliterating disappointment right now in Jesus' name. He's taking disappointment and he's obliterating it right now in Jesus' name. Keep hearing him say, dig in, dig in, dig in. Some of you need to get on your face today. 